Hi everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a show dedicated to young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. You know, we live in a world where getting married and starting a family is far too often postponed for longer than God designed and pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things. But the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As young believers, we have the choice to prioritize what matters most in our lives every day and to live face to face with God and others. Every Wednesday on this show, I'll be sharing research, conducting interviews, and reviewing articles on the importance of marriage and family for society. I'll also be releasing exclusive content such as spoken word poetry, allegorical short stories, and bonus episodes every Sunday for subscribers. Friends, God did not set us up to live life alone. The truth of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you're not spending with your life partner. While some might be content to live with the consequences of this arrangement, I would argue that those who wish to spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so. It is my deepest hope that this podcast inspires Generation Z to pursue marriage, become the best spouses and parents the world has ever seen, serve with furious intentionality, love well, and discover the joy of hanging the moon for another. To access my sources, subscribe to the show, or get your copy of my latest book, visit anchor.fm slash seth hensley or check out the show notes of each episode. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 49 of the Restoring Rapport podcast. We are coming up on our 50th episode. It's been a big, it's been, been a big wild ride, uh, this past year. We've actually published more content in the past six months alone than we had for our entire, like, first two seasons of this show. So we've really been cranking out as much content as possible. As I've said, that's due to the fact that I will be teaching in the fall. So I'm trying to get as much done this summer as I possibly can. Um, but we're just super excited to be here with you guys today. I've got a really special episode planned out for you. I'm really excited to review some of the stuff I've got. But first, I've got a question for you guys. Um, Are you guys looking for uh, AirPods to consume your podcast through? Because if you are, this is the perfect opportunity for you. Um, I've got an opportunity for you guys to save 50% on wireless earbuds with a power display charging case through Amazon if you apply if you purchase them through the link that is in our podcast show notes right now. So basically if you're like most people you don't listen to podcasts through your phone speakers, you'll either listen to it in the car or you'll listen to it with your AirPods while you're on a walk. But maybe you're not looking to drop, you know, $100 on AirPods and you want a little bit of a cheaper option. This is the perfect opportunity for you, okay? I've got some wireless earbuds that you can purchase for 50% off through Amazon Prime Shipping. Um, this is the perfect chance. So once again, if you're looking for a way to listen to your podcast, go down to the link in our show notes and purchase them through that link for 50% off. All right, guys, let's go ahead and look at what we've got planned out for you guys today. Uh, I've got so I've came across a gem in the intellectual community this weekend. Jordan Peterson has said some things on marriage, particular, particularly relating to young men in their 20s that just absolutely blew me away. Uh, he said this a while ago, I believe. I think it was 2021. Not exactly sure, but I'm, I, let's go ahead and listen to what he has to say because a lot of people think that um, mar- when I talk about the benefits of marriage, I'm only addressing the Christian community, and that's simply not the case. The benefits of getting married young apply to all young people. These benefits that I talk about are not specific to uh, Christians. 
Um, there are additional benefits that Christians get from getting married young, but I talk about a lot of issues that apply to anybody, regardless of religious uh, belief or affiliation. And this kind of proves that um, I'm not the only one saying these things. Jordan Peterson is one of the world's leading clinical psychologists. He has one of the leading, he developed one of the leading personality tests in use today. Um, he's remarkably famous for his work um, on a number of things, but the point is, is he's saying he's a secular psychologist who is saying the exact same thing that I am because the, the, the statistical benefits of getting married young and pursuing the goal of marriage for men instead of the goal of other things is just striking. Guys, it's striking for anybody, not just Christians. So let's go ahead and listen to what he has to say. What advice do you have for a young man in his 20s? Make a plan. Look at what you're interested in. Get disciplined about something allow for the possibility that you have something important to contribute to the world and that the world would be a lesser place without that contribution don't be afraid of taking on responsibility you're so it's where you find what sustains you in your life you can take on too much responsibility you you have to be cautious in that regard but that's a less common problem than not taking on enough a lot of the things that people regard as traps are actually the means to their life. You know, often young people are afraid of commitment, for example, in the context of a romantic relationship, and because they feel that that's going to interfere with their pursuit of something more valuable, but that's just not the case. It's, you're not going to find something more valuable in your life than a committed relationship with someone that you love that sustains itself across time and that in all likelihood produces children. That's life. And there may be people for whom Avoiding that is the better route, but those people are very rare, and you need a real reason to assume that you're one of those people. And hopefully for you, you're not. Um, you know, I've had a very good career, a very meaningful career in multiple dimensions, and it's still been the case for me that the most important part of my life has been my intimate relationship with my wife and my, and my family. And when I heard that, guys, I mean, that just, I felt like I was hearing my words through the mouth of a professional. And that to me was hugely encouraging because sometimes it can, you know, you, you have a message that you really believe in that you believe will help a lot of people. And you're, you seem to be the only one saying it. And then every once in a while, you'll hear this, this genius person who you're like, man, that is what I want to be like. That is the message that I want to carry. This person knows what they're talking about. They're saying the exact thing, same thing I am. So it's super encouraging. Um, and we're going to kind of go right along with that idea in today's episode. I'm going to be reading and reviewing an article today called The Importance of Being Married. It's by Web WebMD. So this is written by a doctor. Um, again, the, this is a total, totally reliable source. Even if you're not a believer, I will obviously make, uh, uh, Benefit. I will interject benefits for the believer because I am a believer and I believe that a lot of the, um, that it's super important, especially because a lot of the people that listen to this show are Christians. Um, so I'm going to interject those. But again, you can totally take all this into consideration if you're not a believer. All this is, um, written by professionals. Okay. This is not me talking. These are people who really know what they're saying. Um, so let's go ahead and get into this article here. The title is The Importance of Being Married. <clears throat> There are many reasons to choose wisely and carefully when picking a spouse, but here's one you may not know. New research suggests that, good, that a good marriage is good for your health and that a bad one can be a real heartbreaker. There are many good reasons to choose wisely and carefully when picking a spouse, not the least of which is that you'll be spending an awful lot of time with them both in the near future 
and even possibly raising, raising children together. So if you want to find someone with whom you're compatible, share values, someone who makes you happy. But perhaps one of the most compelling reasons to make an informed choice is that your spouse can affect your physical health in very direct, measurable ways. So he's going to go on here to talk about the, the physical health benefits of getting married young. Not young, but getting married, period. Um, and I've actually addressed these in a article that I've written in the past entitled uh, Why Getting Married Young Should Not Be Dismissed and Why Marriage Should Be Standard Practice. Both of those articles I've written address this. Um, you can check those out through homeschoolerponderings.blogspot.com, and I give a lot of sources like this in those essays. So let's get back to the article here. <clears throat> the choice of spouse is one, one of the most significant is one of the most significant you'll make in your life. It is more serious than choosing a house or anything, says Brian Baker, a psychiatrist at the University of Toronto. There is, you know, speaking of the University of Toronto, that is uh, where Jordan Peterson teaches. I believe at least at one time he was a professor there. Um, and now I think he's doing a lot of YouTube work because he's been so uh, impactful in the lives of young men. Um, particularly like uh, 20 mid 20s young men uh, who are kind of needing a vision for their life and uh, kind of need the the influence and mentorship of somebody older to help them basically clean up their mess and start going somewhere and he's been tremendously impactful in the young men community giving them a vision giving them a goal uh, setting them on a path to health for themselves and others so it's super i just love jordan peterson he's done a lot of really good work um check him out definitely for sure if you haven't um but let's go ahead and get back to this article. <clears throat> the heart of the matter. Baker should know he has spent a lot of the past decade decade conducting studies that look at the effect of marital strain on cardiovascular health. What a shocker. So one of the number one health benefits I think he's going to say about getting married is on your heart, your heart health. Um, so let's, let's go ahead and see, though. I will be curious to know. I've read that in other places as well, so I wouldn't shock me. In one of his m most recent studies, he followed both men and women with borderline high blood pressure for three years and found that blood pressure is directly linked to what he calls marital cohesion, how much couples do and share together. Hmm. We found that if you had a bad marriage, it was best to avoid your spouse because if you are with your spouse, your blood pressure went up. And if you weren't with your spouse, your blood pressure went down, says Baker. In a good marriage, the opposite was the case. <clears throat> An earlier study found that couples in good marriages had thinner heart walls than those in bad marriages. A thicker heart means higher blood pressure, so that is an interesting finding, said Baker. While the majority of studies so far have looked at cardiovascular effects, the pluses and minuses of marriage don't appear to be limiting to that system. In fact, they could be tied down to your healthy to how your body handles stress, says Baker, and the way that that it manifests itself could be controlled or and the way that stress manifests manifests itself could control the system most affected. It could be the immune system or depression, gastrointestinal problems, rashes, emotional disorders, like any anxiety conditions, he says. Baker's research joins a small but growing number of studies pinpointing the varied health effects of marriage. One study, for example, showed that marital stress can double a person's risk of develop developing diabetes. Another study out of Sweden showed that women in marital stress had a three times greater risk of a second heart attack. And a third showed that positive marital interactions can boost immunity and reduce the risk of heart disease by keeping stress hormones low. Hi, guys. I want to take a quick break and tell you about an opportunity that you guys have as listeners to become subscribers of this podcast. Now, in order to become a sub, all you have to do is follow the subscribe link in the show notes found in the description of each episode. And when you subscribe, you'll get access to exclusive material, including additional interviews, all of my spoken word poetry pieces, all of my dramatized allegorical short stories, and even more of my article readings, okay? So lots of content will be available to you that won't be available to anyone else. Subscribing to the show only costs 5 
$30 a month, which is less than most people spend on their lunch at work every day, okay? So you won't even notice it disappearing from your bank account. If you enjoy listening to the show and you're looking for an opportunity to financially support the content you care about, this is your chance, okay? Follow the link in the show notes to become a sub. Thank you so much for choosing this show to listen to. And now, without further ado, let's get back to the episode. The benefits of better physical health, more resistance to infection, fewer infections, and reduced likelihood of dying from cancer, from heart disease, from all major killers, says psychologist and author John Gottman, PhD. The other health benefits is longevity. People live longer if they're in marital relationships, particularly in good, satisfying relationships. Gottman, considered to be by many to be a pioneer in the field of marriage research, is the James Mifflin Professor in the Department of Psychology at the University of Washington in Seattle. There are physical benefits and mental health benefits, says Gottman. You have less depression, less anxiety disorders, less psychosis, less post-traumatic stress disorders, fewer phobias. You also have fewer injuries due to accidents. Hmm, I wonder why that is. You probably have somebody to actually, for the men, you probably have somebody to keep you from doing stupid things. (laughs) A lot of the time in my past, I... um, I don't know what it is, but I think young guys in particular like to do really stupid things to not show off, but like exhibit as some sort of spirit of daring and bravery when they're in front of girls. <laughs> so they do stupid things like jump out of barn lofts or, you know, go, go obscenely fast down a hill on a bicycle or, you know, I jump over a massive ditch, just all these crazy things. Um, and a lot of times what I found is that girls will actually be the ones that uh, have the sense to try and dissuade you, the guys, from doing that. <laughs> so I, I would imagine that when he says here that you have fewer injuries due to accidents, it's because you have somebody that cares about you enough to keep you healthy and keep you from doing stupid things uh, in the name of bravery and adventure and whatnot. So I, I definitely appreciate that that part of this article. Um, I think that is even true for dating couples. I think dating couples, uh, often guys in there are a little bit less stupid, um, a little bit less uh, ridiculous in their pursuits because they have somebody to kind of um, look after them, take care of them, make sure they're not doing anything dumb. Um, so let's go ahead and keep going here. The process get, gets reversed when relationships dissolve, he points out. This is especially true when one spouse dies. Oftentimes, the surviving partner will die of what some call the quote-unquote broken heart syndrome. There, Of course you would. I mean, you've lived your entire life with this person. Uh, there's nobody closer to you. Um, you basically become in- integrated, ingratiated in this other person's soul, mind. Um, just they're your kind of everything. So it wouldn't make sense there. I, you know, a lot of people ask why, uh, particularly I don't really, I'm not a fan of animals, owning animals and um, getting attached to animals. And it's because their lifespan is so much shorter than mine that I end up basically having to say guarantee goodbye uh, repeatedly over and over. And it's like a, a thing every 10 to 15 years, you're saying goodbye to dogs and cats and all this stuff just over and over. And it re- it's really hard for me. Whereas in a marriage, you're not, I mean, that's you, humans have the same male and female have the same lifespan. I mean, it's not re- it, the odds aren't like great that your spouse is going to leave you at age 30 or whatever, uh, by dying. It's not just, it's not a very statistical danger, really. They're probably going to live around as long as you, if you marry at the same age as that. <clears throat> so that's just an encouraging thought for me. Um, it's it's really important to me personally. I don't know if you guys share this this uh, conviction, this desire, but I would really like to marry somebody who had who is very healthy. Um, because for a number of reasons, but number one, because I don't want to. Um, I, I would prefer not to to die last. I'd prefer not to. Um, 
I'd prefer them not to, no, here's what I'm trying to say. I would prefer them not to have struggles with um, serious health problems when they're older. I would prefer them not to, you know, leave me at, at a very young age um, or even like 60 or 70. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to live another 20 years of my life without my partner. I really don't want to do that. So I think that would be really hard for me, just my personality, but also just a lot of young people in particular look for somebody who's taking care of themselves and who is um, setting themselves up to live a long, flourishing life, not 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 a life of medical struggle or battling serious health problems. Because again, that goodbye will be hard. You know, if they ever uh, are unable to overcome it at a younger age than they should be, and their life is cut short by disease or by sickness. Um, by general lack of health, that's going to leave an impact on you. You're not, you're going to have to continue living. I mean, it's going to be hard. So I, I'm really passionate about finding somebody who, who is just, just on board with taking care of themselves and being healthy. Um, let's continue the article here. There is a bereavement process that is really well documented, said Gottman. People really go through physical grief and they secrete the stress hormone cortisol and a lot of systems really shut down. The grieving spouses become more vulnerable to all kinds of infectious agents. Their immune systems aren't working. So a person will get something like pneumonia and die very quickly, and they also lose the will to live. Dang. Um, that's pretty powerful. I don't know if you guys actually know this, but I can actually personally attest that that's true. Um, and I'm not even a spouse. So grief it does shut down your immune system. The last year, um, around December, uh, I was grieving really hard. And what happened was I became sick and I never get sick. Like I'm fairly like the I rarely, rarely get sick. And when I do get sick, I overcome it very quickly without, you know, having to go to the doctor and draw all these long belabored processes. But this past time, this past year in the beginning or uh, at the end of December, man, I could not get over it. And I, reading that article, this makes total sense. Why grieving, secreting all that cortisol, all those stress hormones, all my immune system shutting down. Um, that explains why I couldn't get better. I, for, it started off as a, what I thought was an allergic reaction or something, um, to dust or whatnot. I'd been cleaning a lot of things and I thought I'd gotten a dust in my lungs or something, but then it developed into uh, a, just a lingering cough that never went away. I was feeling like trash. Um, and then I went in and I had bronchitis. They gave me a round of steroids and antibiotics, uh, finished that up, went, uh, never really went away. So I had to go back in. It was still bronchitis. Um, they gave me another round of steroids and antibiotics. Then uh, it seemed to get a little better, but then I got COVID. So then I tested positive for COVID. That's another week down. So I've been coughing continuously this whole time, horrible drainage, horrible feeling like garbage. Um, and then after that, it got bronchitis again, and then it developed into pneumonia. This is a process of three months. I was ill for three months at the beginning of this year, um, right in the middle of my student teaching, right in the middle of um, just my last semester of college where there were a lot of stressors, uh, which I'm sure didn't, did nothing to improve the fact that my immune system was shut down from grief and whatnot. So guys, it's really important to, um, I'm not saying prioritizing pain, prioritizing, uh, separation should be the ultimate aim of your life, but I'm saying that it's really important that you choose your spouse well for a number of reasons. It's really important that you choose somebody who won't leave you. Number one, it's really important that you choose somebody who probably for all intents and purposes, you don't think is going to die at age 60. Um, because, and the reason being the bereavement process is really hard on you. It's really hard on you. There are physical, emotional tolls that it takes, uh, serious ones. 
like in, in this guy's talking about life threatening immune system problems um that these couples go through and he says it's a well documented bereavement process so this means that everybody goes through it or lots enough people go through it that it's it's a common known thing so it's really important that you choose your spouse well choose your spouse um thinking of the future um making sure there's not going to be uh, a, a traumatic separation of any form um, doing the best you can to to not let that be the case i think is important Back to the article. In this scenario, men are more likely to be the ones who die of broken heart syndrome. Bam. Okay, guys, especially talking to you, like you really need to check and make sure that uh, number one, she's not going to leave you. Number two, she's not going to die early. Um, number three, there won't be some, you know, other problem. Just nothing like that. You, you want to make sure anything that could actually cause a failure of a marriage is absolutely not on the table. You know, uh, something that I've said in the past to people who I've dated or been close to going in the direction of dating was uh, divorce is not an option for me. Once you've actually uh, committed, um, I, I expect you to stick around and I expect myself to stick around. That's no, there is no excuse after this uh, for divorce. And I know people have differing opinions about that, but once again, I'm trying to prevent this, this huge bereavement process from striking either me or you. I'm trying to guarantee that nobody gets hurt uh, in this because it's really awful. It's really awful um, going through loss like this. Um, but let's go ahead and continue with the article here. For guys, better or worse is mostly, for better or worse is mostly for better. <laughs> okay, I like that subheading. If it is a good marriage, the benefits are equally as great for women as men. For men, just being married confers a tremendous amount of benefits. One of the major ways in which marriage confers effects is to reduce risk. Men stop engaging in risky behavior like bungee jumping or driving drunk. They start getting their health looked at on a regular basis and eating well. Single men really don't do that. They sort of fall apart. <laughs> That's so true, man. Women are less prone to risky behavior, more likely to go to a doctor when they are sick, and they take better care of themselves, he says. But the other big difference is men have lousy social support systems and women have great social support systems. This goes to show you how much men get taken care of in marriage, says Dave Woodsfellow, PhD director of the Center of Relationship Therapy in Atlanta. <clears throat> While the traditional role has man as the provider, the role is really the provider of money, he says. In that traditional role, the woman is the provider of nurturing comfort, home, and often food, clothing, and furnishings. It is I think it is th those roles and their ve vestiges that account for the finding that marriage is better for men. I I would totally probably get behind that. I mean, that makes sense to me. So being married can benefit your health. How can couples get the maximum benefit for both parties involved? Woodsfellow offers these four tips for bridging the inevitable differences and keeping a marriage healthy and happy. Talk to each other every day. Make a point of learning what the other one's day is like, he says. That becomes one type of quality time, undivided attention. That's awesome. Say nice things to one another. Give one another compliments. Do this frequently, he says. Try not to reject each other. Be aware of the little moments when your partner is reaching out to you to try and respond to them rather than turn your back on them, even if you are busy, says Woodsfellow. Develop your own little habits, rituals, secret words, or secret signals, like special things to become special bonds, special moments of intimacy, he says. Awesome idea. I love all those. Those are so good. It's all about commitment is the next subheading. <clears throat> That's one of the great things about love. When people really love and they make a commitment, they become enormously vulnerable and enormously powerful. Wow, that's a profound statement because they care so much and it connects them to the world in such a big way, says Gottman. That's the amazing thing about all of these benefits. They they are conferred by commitment. 
The commitment is like falling over backward and it translates into making you a mensch and a concerned human being, somebody who is involved in the community of mankind, end quote. And that is the end of this article. What a way to end it there. He's saying that all these, these this health professional, this medical professional, uh, as well as this marriage, I think that he was a marriage counselor. Or no, he, he was a doctor who had studied uh, marriage tremendously. This guy is saying that these health benefits are conferred through commitment. That's the thing that confers them. Uh, that is profound, guys. That's a message that is not uh, worshipped, uh, not um, worshipped is the wrong word, not, not uh, spoken enough in uh, today's culture. Because think about it. Uh, in today's culture, we have people saying that polygamy, that uh, one night stands, casual hookups, uh, casual no strings, flings, uh, cohabitation. These things are, they say that people say that those are preferable to marriage. All of those, none of those have commitment. All of those lack commitment. There, there is nothing other than marriage that provides the level, level of commitment that this guy is arguing confers these health benefits. It's just a simple case of people leaving themselves a backdoor out. And because of that, you and your relationship are less healthy. Um, that's just an absolutely profound realization that we need to have. You know, I was watching a documentary on marriage last night. Probably one of the worst documentaries I've ever seen. Um, and these people were just, I mean, they had degrees after their name, sure. But there were some of the most unhealthy advice I've ever heard my entire life coming out of their mouth. They were saying things like, the only difference between marriage and prostitution is wives have to do laundry. And I was just like, I'm sorry, what? And they continued to, to they interviewed these couples who were, uh, they were engaged in a, a, a relationship of polygamy. They were like uh, interviewing them on their other partners, their other sexual partners and how that impacted their marriage. And the, the couple was like saying how great it was. And this is, I'm just like, and you could see the lack of intimacy all over. They they didn't engage with one another like a husband and wife. They were really like friends with benefits. That was all it was. Um, just no trust, no intimacy, no emotional engagement, no bonding there. And how could you? How could you? Um, so I just really love that in this article, this medical professional is talking about the importance of commitment for serious health benefits, uh, particularly for men, but also for women as well. I love that. Um, and I, that makes total sense to me. So thank you guys so much for listening to this to today's episode. I hope you, uh, I hope you benefited from a lot of the content you heard today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it nourished your spirit and encouraged you to pursue the goal of marriage, especially if you're young guys. Uh, the primary audience of this podcast, once again, is young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. It is so important for us as young believers to get our get our sights on what matters and what God has designed us to pursue, namely marriage, namely a relationship with the opposite sex, intimate and committed for a life, lifetime. Um, so I just thank you guys so much for listening and we will talk to you guys next time.